Honorary Chicas, it's your girl Abigail Amengual coming at you real, unfiltered, and raw. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see. Why are you teasing me? Like, no, what? I, whoa. <laughs> what, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. I've never seen so many penises in my life. And just because I met you today doesn't mean that two Wait days later, minute. I'm going to say, hey, everyone, forget you. Karma's a bitch. Mm. This is the Chica's Project Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Chica's Project Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Amangua. With me is my co-host, Lisette and Ming. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Welcome back. We've got everyone here. Welcome back, Ming. Season three. I know. I I I love that you've gone this far. <laughs> Keep yeah. going. Keep Thanks. going. Yes. Two year two years ago there was a yesterday. It's been two, two years. years ago, there was a post where you were in, you were just introducing me to A Shared Universe Whoa. Instagram. That's crazy. Two so, years. Yeah. Time flies two. when you're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> you had a lot of fun. <laughs> so um yeah, season three, we're doing it big. We got a new look, new background, we got a new he- co host. We've got the three of us are here, three's a company. I'm excited. Like a trifecta. Photo shoots. Photo shoots, hotels. Music videos. <laughs> like, uh, Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, when's the rap video? Lissette's going to rap. Ooh, yeah? I, I could see you being a rapper. Um, No. No? Lissette don't rap. <laughs> Lissette don't rap? <laughs> no. She just dates rappers. <sighs> Used to. I retired rappers. Speaking of dating, we are going to get into our topic of dating in your 30s. So last season, we started the season with a episode called um, I'm Single at 30 and It's Okay. And it was basically an episode for my girls who were just turning 30, who were still dating. and Who know, who were single, excuse me. For those girls who were in their 30s and they were single. And why and the reasons it was okay to be single at 30. So um, the other day, a few weeks ago, me and Lisa went to grab breakfast and we were, you know, planning out the season and talking about this. And she, you, were t- you were telling me, like, girl, let me tell you something. This dating at 30s is not it. And I was like, it's not? And she no. was like, nah. And I was like, well, <laughs> wait a minute. Let's talk about it. So Lisette, <laughs> believe it or not, Lisette over here does, is 34. She don't look 34, but she's 34. I still don't believe it. But wait, when's your birthday? Because you've been 34 since I met you. No. Yo, yes. I was 33 when I met you. No, well, April. No, you were 34. No, I'm going to be 34 in January. Oh, I thought you were 34 now. No, girl, I'm 33. Oh, so you... Be- I'm almost there. I'm almost oh, there. I thought you were turning 30. Okay, so you're 33. Yes. Okay, so you've been 33 since I met you. Yeah. Okay, never mind. So she's 33. She still don't look like 33. I don't even think you look 30. No, nobody thinks I'm 33 years old. I pull out my ID more now than when I was younger. It's crazy. I age backwards, I feel like. Like Benjamin Button? Like fine wine. (laughs) May, what age were you married? I was 28. Oh, so. All right, so Ming Ming is going to ask the questions. Well, because you weren't single in your 30s. No, No. I was not. He got um, locked down real quick. Yeah. So Lisette, so tell us. Um, so what has been so you had you were you were open in the when we had you in season two, you were in a relationship, now you're not. I was, yes. And uh how long after your breakup did you decide to start dating again? Um like the first the first thirty days that I was single, I was I grieved maybe for like three days after okay. the, the, the breakup happened, just because it was different. I was living by myself at that point now instead of living with somebody. 
And I just needed time to get used to that. My dogs didn't make it easier because they would cry at night at the door for him. So whatever. But then. Do you think the breakup, this breakup was easier than any breakup you've experienced in your 20s? Or was Absolutely, it about yes. Just be just based off of experience. Like I've gone through breakups before, and even though I lived with this guy, I was with him for seven years. This breakup was probably the easiest one, just because now I know who he is, and it was very easy to get over it this time around. As opposed to you know when I was in my twenties, and you still don't really know anything. Did you have any heartbreaks in your twenties, like love of your life? Um, no. No, no, because uh, my first real boyfriend, I broke up with him after how many years or after four years. Wow. And then my second real boyfriend after that, I was with him for four years. I broke up with him, too. And I'm the type of person when I'm done, I'm done. I don't go back. Like, I will stay as long as I have the strength to try because I know relationships are not easy. It's not a walk in the park all the time. You're going to butt heads. You're going to disagree on stuff. But like. And I tell all men this, every man that I've ever been with, I'm like, if you have me now, know what you have, because once I'm done, I'm done. There's not going to be like, oh, Lissa broke up with me. Maybe I can reach out to her in six months and she'll take me back. No, Lissa, don't take people back when she leaves. When I leave, I don't go back. I don't look. Nope. Never. It's probably like, I, I, maybe that's why it's so easy for me to move on, mm-hmm. because already by the time that I break up with somebody, I'm I, like, I'm already done. Like, that's it. If I break up with you, I'm all the way done. So. So that being said, so you said you took about 30 days to yourself. Yeah, I mean. So after that, you started dating? Yeah, like, uh, I would say in August, I started like dabbing sticking my foot in here and there testing the waters and i learned quickly that this is not it this is not it dating in your 30s is not it let's let's get into it because being you're single Mm -hmm. 2022 you just said the relationship lasted for seven years what was that 2015 15 15. so um see i'm i just sipped water because we're about to get into the tea so i take a sip first (laughs) so what is it about where do we start off so what what give us an example of of why what's the difference between Lisette in her 20s seven years ago and now well Lisette in her 20s was bagging 30 something year old dudes and now 30 something year old Lisette only 20 something year old guys want to date me why do you think that I, you told me that but I don't understand I don't understand either I don't know is it because a lot of the 30 year olds you know are not available well, 30-year-olds just don't come up to me. They don't talk to me. So what is the age range? That what? That comes up to me and tries to spit their game? Yeah. Like the guys you've been dating recently, how old are they? Um, so I'll start by saying the guys that come up to me, every dude that comes up to me that I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this, like, whatever. I'll entertain this. Let me talk to him and see what's going on, like, in person when they come up to me. They're from, like... 23 to like 26 maybe 27 if i'm lucky maybe and i'm like no i can't do this because you can't date a 23 year old that's like no i can't date a 24 year old 25 year old like i'm just like i'm about to be like you know 34 years old like i just don't have the mentality that they have they like we just don't see eye to eye they're a little immature for me they don't talk about anything with substance like how am i supposed to have a conversation with you 
when you're still in your partying years, you're over here trying to mess with this one, mess with that one. Like, so guys in their 20s don't want to settle down. They don't want... That was my question. Yeah. Is it safe to say that when they're coming up to you to date, they're not really looking to date you, but they're looking for a fun time where you're... They're in their mid-20s. You're in your mid-30s. Excuse me. Cheered. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Mid-30s. <laughs> so it's safe to say that they are looking for... I guess just a to get time. it in, yeah, yeah. Get it like in, get it out. Yeah, guys sexualize me when they see me. So, you know, most guys don't ask for my name when they start talking to me. If you don't ask for my name, I, like I'll sit there and have a whole conversation with you. I'll accept a drink. I'll talk to you. But like, if you don't ask me my name in the beginning of our conversation, I already have it in my head that I'm not giving you my phone number. So when you ask me 30 minutes, 40 minutes later, oh, can I have your number? Let's go out. If I ask you what my name is and you can't tell me, like that's a done deal for me. Because like, I feel like that's any age though. Yeah, but I've I've been like that my whole life though. Yeah. Because if you don't ask my name, you're genuinely in my brain, you're not interested in me. You're just interested in my assets, I guess, or what I could provide for you sexually or whatever, whatever the case is. So that's that. It's just, like that's a done deal for me when that happens. Okay, so I just have, see I always do this. I, I have a question, but like that's that's those are the guys that are coming up to me now. Like you know, there's a guy that's been interested in me for a very very long time, and he's thirty, so he's gonna be thirty one soon. Okay, so that's not bad. No, that's not bad. But like in my head, I'd be thinking, I'm like, dang, is he he's divorced? No, never he has no married. kids, never been married, nothing. I've known him for a very, very long time. Um, What's and like, the problem? I would date him. We just, so when we were younger, obviously he's younger than me. So when we tried to date before, he was still in his party boy stage, like mm -hmm. this girl, that girl. And I was not off that. I was like, no, like, and my thing is, is that we were friends first. We've always been like this, super close friends. And it's like. I'm your friend first. Don't treat me like these other chicks. You feel me? And then, like, but that's fine. But we're just not. It's one of those things that we're just never. It's never the right time for us. It's either one of us is dating somebody and the other one is single. Or, you know, we're not living in the same state. Or it's just different things that just always got in the way. So to me, I don't try to force stuff like that because if there's always an obstacle, it's kind of like it's not meant to be. Maybe I'm dodging a bullet. Mm -hmm. That's the way that I like to think of that. And then there's another guy that I met during my hot girl summer. <laughs> That's what I call it, my hot girl summer, because I kind of, not wild out, I wasn't like sleeping with people or whatever, but like I was going out a lot and I was meeting people. And yes, I was you were. getting lit a lot and... I met this dude who I've told you about. Mm -hmm. And um How old is he? He's 29. Oh, okay. I thought he was younger. No, girl, younger than that, I just can't. I for my some brain, I thought he was my brain doesn't have like the I don't have the mental capacity for anything younger than that. I know, that. but I thought he was Okay, so he's my age. Yes. Okay. Um and he's super cool, super cool. We have so much in common. Surprisingly, surprisingly like so much in common. We're like the same person we have the same values we like the same things we do the same things like I've never met a guy especially a guy younger than me that's into like personal development and listening to podcasts and trying to better himself and stuff like that so we really like vibe well together we're like peanut butter and jelly you feel me Aww. but um 
you know, I just got out of a seven-year relationship. The first day that I met him, <laughs> the first day I met him, I straight up told him, and I was lit. I had took like I had like seven different guys that bought me shots because oh, hell no. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But like it's so funny because I met him that day. I was already a little bit lit and it was kind of like one of them things I turned to the side and I was like, "Oh." Like like, "Oh." Right? But like the first day I met him, it was maybe like a couple hours after I was spending time with him that night. And mm-hmm. I told him I said, "Don't fall in love with me." And he started laughing. He was like, wait, what? Nobody's ever said that to me before. I was like, no, because in my head at that time, I had no intentions on taking anybody serious or even, like, whatever. If I met somebody, I just kind of wanted to have a good time, past time, whatever. So I told him that because I have this history of, like, not wanting things with men, but then they end up falling for me some some somehow, some way. And I'm just like, like, mm. so. So let me ask you this. So let's get into differences. You guys went on a date correct yeah we've been on a date how was that date what are the differences between going on a date now in your 30s with this man than when you a dates with your 20s well guys in their 20s um like give me examples what of dating in my 20s like give me a, how was this date compared to past dates well, this date was super cool because, um, well, one, we were both craving the same type of food at this time. So I was like, oh, I know a really good restaurant that we can go to. Did he pick you up? Uh, girl. I think, uh, girl, you're asking me, like, I have to think. He was already at my house. Because we had planned that, like, the week before. <laughs> you said it not me <laughs> so already at my house we had planned to go to this place earlier in the week so, so it was already planned so who drove um i think i drove because i knew where the place was he d- he didn't and i don't like giving directions when i'm in the passenger seat because like so he i rather drove? just drive yeah who paid? oh he pays for everything oh okay. it doesn't matter where we go he pays for everything all right so he paid you drove um did you pay, did you have guys pay for you in your 20s? Did the guys pay for you in your 20s? Um yeah, guys paid for me in my 20s. In my 20s I feel like I was a little more um for lack of better words like lenient, I guess, with the whole paying thing when I was in my 20s. Um I don't know if it's because my standards were a little bit lower or like I'm just that type of chick that like I don't really expect men to pay for me. Mm-hmm. Um but now in my 30s, I'm like, well, if a guy's interested in me, then, like, wine and dine me. Like, woo me. It's like I was telling you um, in our episode that we did on Cinderella. Like, woo me first. Mm-hmm. Like, guys are always trying to get comfortable quick. And it's like, there's time for that. If you get into a relationship with somebody, there's time for that. That's going to happen naturally anyway. You're going to have the Netflix and chill days of the days that you just want to stay in and not do anything. But like, woo me, let's go out. Let's let's see what we have in common. Let's see if we can do fun stuff, bowling or like laser tag or, you know, something cool that is an actual activity. I wanted to go on a date and do an escape room and see if I can escape from one of them rooms with a guy. But I I want to do fun stuff. I want to see if we can enjoy each other's company without alcohol involved or without sex involved. Do you think that's easier in your 30s than in your 20s? No. I don't think anything is easier in your 30s. No. So you the, don't see people, uh, men, willing to put the sex in aside 
the booty call aside later on? No, I, I don't. I don't, only because, like, over these last four months that I've been single, everybody's trying to... Guys are either trying to come to my house or they're trying to get me to come to their house. Like, it's never like... Sometimes it's like, oh, let's go out for food and drinks. But it's like... Let's Netflix and chill. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of asking me, like, to take me out to dinner and drinks, I would feel a little bit better and I would judge you less if you were like hey let's go have lunch and do this because I don't typically drink alcohol in the middle of the day unless like I'm watching football or something but I just don't so it's like I'd rather you ask me on a lunch date because it's less likely that we're gonna get lit and then like go leave somewhere and have sexual relations than if we were to do dinner and drinks do you know what I mean? Like, I want to, I wanna like, actually get to know people. But these men in their 20s that are interested in me, that's they don't want that. So it's kind of like we hit a brick wall. Like, I'm down for the fun. But eventually, like, when you're, you know, when you're 34 years old and you constantly have your entire family asking you, do you want kids? Or that was my next question. Do what, you feel more... Do you feel more pressured to date in your 30s than when you were in your 20s? I kind of do because, like, my biological clock is ticking because women are more high risk when, you know, when they get pregnant at a later age in their 30s and stuff like that. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, all right, well, if my prospects are only in their 20s, they're obviously not thinking about marriage and kids because I feel like this generation... Like, 25 to 35, like, we are the generation that doesn't really have kids. Like, if you don't have kids by now, like, a lot of people I talk to, cousins, friends, they're like, yeah, I'm just not about the kid thing. Like, the dude that's 29, I'm like, we're not, I don't even know what to call it because it's... Tujevo. Yeah. In Puerto Rico, we call it tujevo when you're dating, but you're not uh, a boyfriend or girlfriend yet. But we don't even call it dating. Like... We're just spending time with each other. We kind of take the date. Let me ask you this. Y'all go out to eat? Yeah. Y'all go out to do activities? Like sometimes things like, you know what I mean? We haven't been to the movie. He's like, he's what I'm saying. Other than eating, you go on other type of dates, dancing, whatever. We haven't done that yet. So what do you do? Just go out to dinners? Well, we've gone out to dinner. We, a lot of like, because of the time that we met, we, I really enjoy personally. We go out. And watch sports. That's and what, I enjoy that's what that. I was asking. Other than dinner, you go out and do other activities. Yeah, but we, we sit at the bar. That's what I we, mean. We'll watch a football game or when baseball was, was popping, we were we would watch baseball. But I'm that type of chick. Like, I like going to the bar. And but that's sports. what I was, like, asking. Other than dinner dates, you go on other dates. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to it. You go out to eat. Mm-hmm. You go out You go out and do things together. Mm-hmm. You're intimate. Mm-hmm. That's dating. What what what? Yeah, part but we of don't call we don't call it. That. But it, regardless, if you don't call it that, that's what it is. I hate to break it to you. We don't call it. I don't. I don't know. I, I it's one of those things. Like, and when I tell my friends See, this about is, it, this they is don't where understand. I, this is where I would lose my mind. Well, would, yeah, my friends don't understand the type of relationship that me and him have, and his friends don't get it either. And me and him have this conversation, and. Other people just don't get it, but we get it. And I tell him, if you're like, listening, I don't get it. Don't. <laughs> He'll probably watch this because he's actually very supportive of of everything that I'm dabbing into right now. Like, you know, when I'm having a bad day, he's always trying to uplift me. When I was telling him about the podcast, he like he's very supportive, so he probably will watch this. But um, 
we just don't call it that. And our friends don't understand it. But like we understand it. But we're not dating. But we have the option to date other people like my friend. He asked me, he was like, would you feel a type of way if you walked into a restaurant and saw this guy sitting out to dinner with another girl? And I was like, wow, that's an interesting question. I actually never thought of that because I haven't thought that far ahead because me and him are not anything. And I thought about it because he was like, well, give me an answer because I'm curious. And I'm kind of like, I would feel a type of way. Naturally, I would feel, feel a type of way because if I'm intimate with you, I have to like you to a certain degree because like... I don't let people in my personal space like don't touch me like that's just how I that's just how I roll. I feel like this episode was meant to be like the difference between your 20s and your 30s and I feel yeah. like from what you said there is no difference. I mean there kind of is a difference. Your your pickings are slimmer. Okay. So for there sure. We go. So pickings are slimmer. That's one. Can you yeah. give us two more? Um pickings are slimmer. How come? Why 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 are your pickings slimmer? I refuse to date a man that has children. Have you ever? I kind of, I wouldn't even consider it, um, I wouldn't even consider it dating. I maybe spent, it was maybe like a month that I had spent time with this man. So that wasn't a relationship? No, it was not. Like, we were in the very beginning and he... Um, Do you think by you not cho choosing not to date kids with uh date men, men with that kids, have kids, yeah. That it makes it harder for you to meet men in that age. Is that why? Maybe probably, yeah. And I was actually talking about this on my Instagram story this morning. Like I and I like as I talk things out, I start to realize it. I'm like, dang, maybe I just can't find men in their thirties because they all have kids. Yeah, they either have kids or they have a wife. And it's like, all right, I'm not gonna date you if you have a wife. And if you have kids, I'm not gonna date you either. Because if I'm 33 with no kids, there's gotta be somebody out there that's the same. And I don't feel like I need to subject myself to somebody's children, somebody's baby mother. Like, I don't wanna have to deal with that. And some people make it work. And some people do have that co-parenting where the girlfriend, the ex, the kids, and the man, they can all chill. More power to you, I think that is a beautiful thing. I don't knock it at all. But, and I'm not saying that I'm immature, that I can't do that with somebody because I can, but I want to experience motherhood for the first time with a man that's experiencing fatherhood for the first time okay all right so that right there we got into it so that right there makes it a difference where in your 20s you're it's more common to meet a man with no kids versus in your 30s Absolutely. and you when you're someone who is in your 30s with no kids you don't you want to have that first time experience it makes it harder all right. Right. Because I, I don't want somebody like that already has kids. And then let's say me and him have a kid. And then, you know, he has that experience already. Like, let it's me. It's not as exciting. No. Like, don't tell me how to be a mom. Like, let me figure it out. Like, and men are always trying to fix a problem. That's what men do. They're problem solvers. A, a woman does not, like, especially if she's a first time mom, she's not going to want you to tell her how to be a mom. No, you're asking. You have a death wish. Yeah, right. like th that's one of the main things. What's I think that's something why I can't. else in your twenties? Maybe you were more free willy. Like, so your slimmings are picker. What else? Um, that you're willing. You're not willing to accept in your thirties. That maybe you were willing to accept in your twenties. I take me out on a date. I feel like men in their twenties. They're less likely. Not men in your 20s, you in your 20s. No, the me, question, no, me in my 30s take me out on a date. I was more down in my 20s to just meet up with somebody. That, okay. And it just be like a super casual thing. Like, let's talk in the car and chill. I did yeah, that. Yeah, that or like, you know, you, you meet up with him and his friends. Like, I do that with the guy, the guy that... The, I don't even know what to call. I don't your know what to call him. His hevel, your hevel, your boo thing. Alicia yeah. Keys, Usher, my boo. Yeah. So, 
you now demand to actually be taken out, whether it's at dinner, whether it's going to sports game, whether it's going out dancing, you want to be taken out on a date. Right, but I haven't really found anybody to take me out on a date because the thing with this guy well, is no, like you, me and him, we're seeing each other, but like it, we have established that it's very casual. So, yes, we've gone out on But before dates. you established that, you didn't know it was going to be casual. Did he not take you out on a date? We established it was casual from the rip. Oh. Just because I... So, regardless... I just got out of a seven-year relationship. So, that... If I was a man and I met a woman that I was interested with, interested in, but was like, damn, she just got out of a seven-year relationship, to me, I would kind... I would have all my guards up. Like, I would have all the shields up. Okay, so... I mean, it doesn't... Like, it's not like I was... Oh, dang, I was with my ex for seven years. There's a chance that I'll go back. I will never go back to that man. Ever. And maybe you would a few years ago. Yeah, I did get back with him. We broke up in 2019 for a whole year, and I took him back. After all the stuff that he did while we were broken up, I I ignored the red flags. So now you're wiser. Okay, so yeah. slim pickings. You want to be taken. You want to. I want to be. You want to actually date. Actually date. Yeah, I want to get dressed and look pretty, and I want to go somewhere and it'd be nice. What's another thing? And one more difference. One more difference. Um. I feel like, and like just now in my twenties, like, I mean now in my thirties, geez, I want to have conversation that has substance. And I feel like it, yeah, with a man that it's it has substance. In my twenties, I was more open to talking about stupid stuff because I feel like my mentality was like that a little bit too. But so, now in my thirties, like I'm I'm trying to dissect your brain and I want to see how you feel about certain things, about things that eventually matter in the long run, as far as you know, creating politics, a religion, right, or creating a family, or like if you want to get married, or you know, stuff like that. That's not stuff that you talk about in your twenties. Mm, I like that. All right. So we got into it. That's what that's where we wanted to go. The main difference is, is you just date about anybody in your 20s. You're not really looking versus your 30s. If you're single, you're really looking for somebody to like. You're looking for your prospects. You're, you're, you're looking, looking for, for your partner. So you're dating to end up with someone when your 20s. You're just could be just a good time. Right. So now that you've explained that and we have a better idea, I looked up this article by MG. MBG relationships and it's um, a, a dating to your dating in your 30s like uh, 15 things to know about dating in your 30s okay so is dating in your 30s harder we established yes basically some aspects of dating in your 30s make the process harder such as shrinking candidate pool you can no longer meet potential partners at school and probably aren't attending parties and social gatherings as often that's Hence true. what we talked about mm -hmm. um The, these are hot spots for fresh encounters. Plus, your friends likely have fewer single friends to hook you up with by this time. Yes. True. A lot of our friends are married and have kids. None of my friends have kids. In addition to a more narrow playing field, dating in your 30s means you've probably endured your fair share of failed relationships. So have most other eligible singles you come across. Somebody's bound to have baggage or be jaded by past betrayals. That means some of the innocence and fun of dating may be lost. That is true. Because I noticed that way before. Like... I want to fall in love again the way I fell in love at 18. It was so pure. It was so innocent. It was yeah, like but I they, knew that person loved me. To this day, we didn't end up together. 
And he, I know he loved me more than anything in this world. But they say when you first fall in love when you're younger, that that's what you think love should be and not what it actually is supposed to be. No, it should be and it was. it's supposed to be what I've experienced. When you were 18? Yes. See, I look back and I... That was the love of my life, though. Everyone knows that was my baby. So when I was 18, I got into a serious relationship and I was with a guy for four years. I think we started dating when I was 17, actually, because we broke up right after I turned 21. And I thought I was in love. And then I think back now and I'm like, no, it's true. Like, I, I think that's what I thought love should be. And that's not what love is. And now looking, you know, looking back at my second four-year relationship after him I'm kind of like all right that wasn't love either okay and now I look back at my seven-year relationship and I was in love but now I question if he was because of the type of person that he is I only met him a few times but I feel like he was in love too but I'm not from what I've seen but I don't know but I feel like he he cared he definitely cared about you mm. I don't know Mm. All right, so let's do to our 15 things to know. Number one, know who you are. Yes, I agree. So you have, so that is the very short, important. it says here, Jackson recommends a focusing on this first and foremost. She notes the worst thing you can do to yourself is dating your 30s and ha not have no clue about who you are. That is, yes, that 100%. is major, that's major facts. Major, major, major facts. Because in your 20s, you're still trying to figure out who you are. You change. A lot of people that date and are high school sweethearts or date all throughout their 20s, it is a very rare case if you end up getting married and living happily ever after. Once you hit 25, I feel like you change. And then again, when you're 30, you change. And then again, when you turn 35, you change. I'm not there yet, but I feel like the way that I was when I first entered my 30s is not the same person that I am now, and it's not going to be the same person that I am when I turn 35, 36. So I absolutely do believe that you need to know who you are. You need to know what you like. You need to know what you want, what you don't want, what you're going to tolerate, what you're not going to tolerate. Like, you need to know all of these things, and you need to love yourself. And you have you waste time with people who have no idea how to treat you, and you don't know how to verbalize the, your needs. So you right. need to absolutely know who you are. <clears throat> but then as a woman, too, women a lot of women are scared to vocalize what they want or what they expect because men run. That's what men they're do. They're worried they're not going to meet someone who will accept them fully. Right. And men run. Once men, men are not like women. So when men feel like they're pressed up against a wall, their natural instinct is to run. And it's not necessarily because they don't want to be with you or because they don't love you. It's because that's the easiest way for them to get away from how they truly feel or having to address how they truly feel. And I've noticed that through dating. Okay. Number two. Let's uh -huh. get into it. Let's For, do it. Forget the, forget the timeline. Number two is forget the timeline. You often start feeling compelled to settle down in your 30s. Maybe your friends are all getting married or your parents are questioning the direction of your dating life. If you hope to have kids one day, you may start worrying about that so-called biological clock. However, both experts caution against making romantic decisions based on a timeline. This is true. I feel attacked. So th <laughs> this is true. When I was 25, I fell into a really hard depression. and I fell into what they called your mid-20s crisis. I thought at 25, like, oh my God, I should have been married now, blah, blah, blah. Then by 28... Uh, two years later, 28, um, I think the pandemic, also I went through the pandemic, I think that opened my eyes. But I was like the same thing, where now that I'm 30, I always thought by 30 I'd be married with kids, and I'm, I would love kids, and everyone's always, like, 
oh, but like it's dangerous and every if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. If I'm meant to have kids, I'm meant to have kids. If I have to go through IVF or adoption, I'll have kids the way God tends meant it wants me to have kids. Do you feel pressured because you're 33, no kids? Yes, because my grandmother asks, my parents ask because I've always wanted kids. All my young moms, that's the one thing they always tell me, oh, I'll be 40 and my kids will be in high school. Which is, yeah, that's great. That's going to be all my friends. But and I don't want that's be the, one. the only benefit to having a kid young. That's the only benefit. That's the only benefit. But now. Be, well, I don't want to say that because I don't want people to think that if you had a kid young, you ruined your life. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is a lot of my friends, they had unplanned pregnancies and they were not ready financially, emotionally. They had. Some of them had ready. Ha, yes, but some of them hadn't even turned 21. So they kind of had to grow up quick. Yeah. So I get it. The only benefit is, hey, by the time you're 40. You could live your life because they're, eight, they're 18, they're 20 years old, which I get. But if that's that's what I've felt like, all right, I get, yeah, that you're going to, my kid's going to be in kindergarten, yours going to be graduating high school. But I'm okay with that because I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like I, I've enjoyed myself. Like, I'm still not ready to have kids. I really wanted kids in my mid-20s, and I got over that hump. And now I, I'm not really full, rushing yeah. Just, I feel like people don't get, once you have a kid, it's permanent. Ready or not, here they come. No, it definitely is. Um, like, I'd rather have kids later. My mom, I got that, oh, that's what happened. I was going through depression. I went and I traveled to Europe. I got to travel. I got job opportunities. I got to recently went to Miami for to be on a TV show. I got, I've gotten to be in production things. I've gotten opportunities that if I had kids right now, I wouldn't have been able to take. Well, that's that's another thing that I wanted to mention because I've always wanted kids too. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm coming, you know, I'm creeping up to my mid 30s and I got out of this seven year relationship. And I, through those seven years, I kind of I've always been trying to do something because I don't want to work for other people. So I've always been trying to do my own thing and it just never popped off for me. And then. Since my relationship has ended, the ball has been rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. And things are happening for me. Things are flourishing. Things are starting to to grow for me. So now that everything that I've worked so hard for is finally starting to fall into place, it's like, do I really want to have a kid now? Because that's going to put everything back on hold for me. And I want I want to keep going this way. I don't want to flatline and feel like I have to start over because that's why a lot of women that are a blessing. No, they are a blessing. But, but what we're saying is like the opportunities and the where we're go where but we're both going in life, we want to put our kids first and we wouldn't be able to have these opportunities if we had to take care of our kids because kids are first and they should be first. Right. And I've spoken to a lot of women that were working towards their dreams, got pregnant, and then they never go back to it. We and I think I talked about this on a previous episode. I think when the the single in your thirties. Yeah, they never go back to it, and I don't want that to be me. I don't want now that things are finally starting to pop off for me, and then I happen to get pregnant. I don't want that to be me, where I, you know, I'm so worried about motherhood and being there for my kids because mom guilt is a real thing. Mom guilt is a real yes. thing when you try to do something for yourself and you just mm -hmm. feel you feel guilty because you're not home with your kids. Like, I don't want to feel that and then not do what I want to do or pursue my dreams or, or continue down that path because I have children. So now I'm at that point that I'm like, 
maybe kids aren't for me. Maybe I'll just be that person. Maybe I just won't have kids in my lifetime. And I'm starting to come to grips with it and I'm starting to be okay with it because I've gone 33 years with freedom. I'm a dog mom, so I can leave my dogs at home if I want to go out. You have to bring your kids everywhere. And it's kind of like, do I want to give up my freedom now? Now that I finally officially have it back after being in that relationship for seven years now, it's like, do I do do I want that? Do I want to give up my freedom? I like being able to just get up and go. Like, and my parents babysit my dogs. Like, they have no problem with it. But it's like, if I want to go on vacation, I can right now. If I want to go on a date, I can. If I feel spontaneous and I want to hit up, you know, if I want to hit up Abby and be like, Abby, let's go out tonight. I want to be able to do that. I don't want to have to worry about, oh, who's going to watch my kid? Because I'm not... I'm not a person, I, I'm very bad at planning stuff to go out. Like, I'll be down to go out today, like, next week, and then next week will come. I'm like, eh, it's not looking so hot now. Like, I'm more of a spontaneous let's go out type of thing, and that's why I have a hard time going out because all my friends have kids now. Yeah. That was a really good point, Lisette. So let's move on. Number three, know that it's okay to be inexperienced. Once in your 30s, there may be an assumption that you've been around the block a few times Mayo, no, and Mayo is the author, uh, the writer of this article, excuse me, notes that dates may overestimate your sexual, romantic, and conversational skills. The list goes on. Fear of being found out or believed to have no game can sometimes hold you back in dating. That's totally me. I feel like I lack experience for the age I have, which I'm okay with. But when I was younger, in my 20s, my early 20s, you want guys want the girl with experience, the girl that can do this good, that that good. And then as I've gotten older, and I hear how guys talk about me, especially my male friends. I have a lot of male friends, and the, the how highly they speak of me. They they always say, "Oh, I, we know you're a good, like they know I'm someone que se hace respetar." Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> so if you think if you're in your 20s listening to this, if you think you have to be most experienced and know how to back this up and do this and that, it's not necessary. Do what you want to do with who you want to do it. Don't do it because you need to gain experience. So I think that's a very beautiful thing, and I think that's something that looks attractive in your 30s in lack of experience because I know I lack experience, but that's okay. Yeah. Men in their 20s are very confident, though, so I don't think they're worried about that. They're confident, and then they can't back it up. Yes. I'm just saying. Number four. Oh, this is, this might, you might be able to relate to this. Heal your wounds. Dating in your 30s might mean you have to share, fair, sh have your fair share of past relationship hurts. Jackson, the other writer, recommends going, going to therapy for help of, with overcoming persistent trauma and festering wounds. If you don't heal, you'll begin to cycle through relationships. That is true. So you have to, the, the, the trauma that you've gone through for past relationships, you're going to have to just forgive without being given an apology basically yeah that's a very tough pill to swallow um because you don't really get closure and without closure sometimes like you can't move on mm -hmm. because you constantly you're thinking about it or you know whatever the case is for me in my last relationship i got closure i feel good sometimes i i have don't get me wrong i am great 85, 90% of the time. But they, I do have those days where I am doing really bad. I get really sad. I get really lonely. And I think it's just because, like, I lived with somebody for so long. And now I'm just by myself all the time. And it starts it starts to get to you sometimes. Because, you know, I'll be late at night and I'll be in the bed. And I'll be like, dang, nobody's here. Like, why? And I get sad. Yeah. 
Like, but that's natural. Yeah. It, it, you know, but it, I don't let that dwell on me, and I try not to harbor those feelings for too long. Number five, pay attention to trends. By the time you're in your 30s, you'll likely have enough data to recognize patterns in your dating life. According to Mayo, these... Those trends mean something. If the trend is positive, work to recreate those circumstances. For instance, if you have the best dating luck when you initiate first contact, take the lead more often. If you notice a negative trend such as being repeatedly ghosted, consider the cause, think about what you can learn from it, and the elements pre present in each scenario. Then you can make adjustments as needed to write your, to write your dating ship. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like Maybe in my 20s, I can't even say that. Now in my 30s, I don't get ghosted at all. That's me I don't get ghosted at all in my 30s. Like, No, but what, what, what it said that if you're somebody who gets a lot of luck when you make the first move, then keep it then going. Then keep doing it, yeah. But if you're making the first move and you get ghosted, then that's a trend that you want to change. Yeah, I rather, um, I rather make the first move because... Not me. No. And when I have, it hasn't worked to my favor. You gotta. We're gonna have to role play one day when we're chilling, so okay. you could, so you could try to pick me up. <laughs> and Ming's like, oh like, yeah, I want to be there in role play. Maybe what you maybe see what you're doing wrong because um, I don't know. Like I the the dude that in my situationship right now, I I went to him. I hit on him. You were lit. That, that don't count. That you doesn't mean anything. I'll go up to any dude if I if if I look at a dude and I'm like, dang, I want to talk to him. I don't got to be lit to do that. Oh, I do. I, when I'm lit, I'm a, everyone's my friend. I take pictures. <laughs> with, I've taken pictures with the bouncers. I've gone on the DJ thing. I've started spinning the little. Listen. No, I'll go up to a dude even if I'm not lit. But you have to be like, I wasn't lit, and I think I got like two other dudes' numbers. But that's because I went up to them. Mm. Number six, give up the games. Don't fall into game playing traps. Jackson urges giving up tactics such as waiting three days after a date to call or text. If you want to reach out, reach out, she says. Even if, if you want to ask someone on a date, just do it. Here's the thing. Rejection won't hurt as much because you've done the work to heal yourself and understand that it happens in life and you'll be fine. Everyone's a certified grown-up now. Time to date like one. I love that. I agree. I agree. Don't wait the whole three days. I don't like, I've never liked when girls wait three days after a date to just like I always thank them except I've talked about this in the Tinderella episode my boy told don't me not them. to don't thank them but I, I think I'm I don't so I don't do that anymore I don't text them but I do when they're if they're dropping me off oh thank you I had a nice little time I do that but the thing is people people but, wait that you know people wait to hit each other up to ask each other on another date everybody's worried about looking thirsty and it's like no. we're grown we're adults if you either want to do it or you don't exactly and just tell me that but don't have me waiting three days and then if i hit you up and i think that's attractive like for me if i go on a date yeah be last night me. and, and today's to today's sunday today's sunday i went out with him saturday night and today's sunday he texted me I had a great time last night. I'd love to see you again soon. Uh, if we maybe next weekend, and if I have plans, like next weekend, I am. I'm, I'm busy, but uh, you know, if I'm busy, I'm busy. But I won't I be agree. like, I won't be like, oh, next week's too soon. If I'm, he's like, oh, I have plans with my friend Lisette, or no, I, I'm actually oh, wide open. Let's, yeah, like if you want. I want to know the dude is off me. I want to know that you're you like me. Especially, I feel like that's a love language of ours. Like. Of I get turned like, on when tell guys me that. like 
yo, I like you. Mm-hmm. I saw you last night. I want to see you again. Mm-hmm. I want to make you like, yes, daddy. What? <laughs> I didn't call Whatever him daddy. Whatever you want. <laughs> what? When a guy I didn't like call him daddy, but no. But when a guy tells me I like you, I know you like me. Let's do this. Why are we playing? Like, oh yes, like. I'm going to go make you arroji pollo. I think that's why I'm so content with my situation with the dude right now because we're very honest with each other and that is something very that's very rare. It's mm-hmm. very hard to find a man and a woman that are very compatible and are honest with each other about everything. Like I don't really have to guess with him. I know what it is. He knows what it is. And it's it's pretty dope. And I think that's why like I I'm just going with it and I'm kind of... Trying not to think of all those things that we talked about, like the kids and the marriage and meh, 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 meh. Be, um, that comes in our next one, number seven. Be clear about what you want. We're often hesitant to be upfront and honest. So I think this one is a, like a continuous as number six. Be honest about what we want for fear of scaring someone away. However, verbalizing your intentions should take place early on when dating. Here's the thing, says Jackson. If you're dating with intent in hopes of being married, having children, etc., voice that from that be- voice that from the beginning. Don't be over don't be the overzealous dater who who tells every person that they'll be your husband or wife on the first date. However, do speak about dating intentions. So don't be like, oh, like, I already know you're the one I'm going to marry. But at the same time, be like, listen, I'm dating. I'd like to find someone to, to start dating a long-term relationship and get married and have kids. Well, yeah, I had that conversation, too. Just because I just want to know your views on stuff. It's like a con- like a conversation thing for me. And he didn't take it the wrong way as if I was trying to, like, prospect him for that. But I asked him, like, what are your views on kids? He's like, I'd like to have kids. And then I asked him what his views are- were on marriage. And he was like, I'm not so confident. He's like, I don't know if I want marriage because he's never seen a marriage that actually flows and works. So he he does not believe in it. it, for lack of better words. Not that he doesn't believe in it, but, like... He doesn't want to put all his eggs in one basket when, like, if it works just not being married and just, you know, having that long-term commitment to somebody, he's okay with that. But I told him, I said, I still kind of have hope that marriage will work for me because I see how my parents are. Like, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't always peachy with them, but my parents have always been together my entire existence. They dance together all the time. They go out together all the time. They're always at the bar together. They're always doing everything together. So it kind of gives me hope that I could find that person where I can do all those things with too. And it's like you're my lover and my friend. Like it's like the best of both worlds. And I think that's what every woman wants. I feel like men want that too when to I a go, certain extent. When I go on a dating app and it says don't want kids, I, I automatically swipe left. Because I want kids. Like, that's something I'm sure about. So if you don't So that's want a kids, deal breaker for that's you. That's a deal breaker. For me, now, that wouldn't be a deal breaker just because I feel like my age. And I don't want to be an old mom. I've never wanted to be an old mom. I never wanted to be a mom and then have to start my life all over in my 40s or 50s. I don't want that. I'd rather just not have kids, be the cool aunt, the dog mom. My kids love me. They won't curse me out. You know, Lucas will bark a little bit. <laughs> He won't you, be like, F you, stop. mom. <laughs> you gonna, you're going to stop. We're going to talk about this later. You're going to stop getting on my boy, Lucas. Number eight, <laughs> learn your money personality. Yes. In oh, your thirties, yeah, in your thirties, financial considerations become much more important than they may have been in your younger years. Yes. Financial problems and relationships are also one of the most co- common causes of divorces and breakups because nobody, in my, none of my friends are married except one. He suggests asking yourself questions about your so-called money personality. For example, do you see money as power, status, security, or a resource to be enjoyed? It's crucial to date people who relate to money the same way you do. I've always said this, and my friends 
I've always been like, oh, money, money isn't a job, everything. Okay, that's why you're broke, and that's why you're the person you're dating is broke. But that's a lot. The money and finances is a big reason why people get divorced that's, or break yeah. up. Because, because you need to make money. I need to know that if one of, first of all, I need to know that you are you have a good job where you can grow, you can build a career. If I lose my job, you can take care of the bills. Or if you lose your job, I, uh, or vice versa. But I'm not going to be taking care of all the bills. I'm also not going to be dating someone who sits on the couch, who can't keep a, have a job or keep a job because they get fired from every job. And that's what I don't understand, that these women date these men that are, they don't do anything with their lives. I, that, that a lot of really, women do that. A lot of women do that. That pisses me off. They're, 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 you know why? They're because they don't want to be alone. The thing is, is that growing up, society teaches women that we have to aspire to marriage. It doesn't. They don't teach us when we're younger to look for those things. Think about like the Disney movies. They paint this picture that you're gonna find Prince Charming, and it's just everything is gonna work, and there's just yeah. But in the movies, there, there's no Prince Charming is financially stable. So where? Are but they we getting, don't know that. But where? where are we they don't getting, know that. Where are they getting the idea that they should take care of their man full time? Their man should just sit on the on the on the couch. But what I'm thing. saying is, is that they teach us. It's about love for us. It's about falling in love and having the happily ever after. It's not all the things in between. It's black and white. It, it, there's so much gray area that they don't teach us when we're growing up. So women don't really look for that unless, like, you've been through your fair share of things where you learn that just based off of experience. But I feel as though they, and this is why the cycle between men and women will always keep going, because they teach men one thing and they teach women something else when it comes to relationships and stuff like that. And that's why the things happen. The cookie crumbles the way that it does. Okay. Number nine, understand your attachment style. Mayo also recommends learning your attachment style to understand why you do what you do when dating and in relationships. The better you understand yourself, the easier it will be to help a potential partner understand you. I feel like this is a lot. This was said before. Plus, true, you can though. work on removing any barriers keeping you from healthy romantic attachment. Don't be afraid to dig deep into your self-awareness. I do believe it's important to be alone. I feel like a lot of people date anybody and they'll deal with anything oh he cheated on me i can't be alone i'll stay with him oh he he doesn't do anything for me he doesn't take me out he doesn't buy me flowers on my birthday he forgets my birthday or he doesn't give me a gift and in his birthday i go all out but i don't want to be alone you have to learn like be attached to your partner but be but a healthy attachment where oh i'm gonna go out with my girls you go out with your boys we'll have date night another you know what i mean yeah it's it's that has a lot to do with standards because if you're going to allow a man to do that, what you allow is what will continue. So if he forgot your birthday once and he forgets it again, he's going to be like, well, she forgave me the first time. So exactly. I've been saying thank you. I've been saying this. You you're what you forgive. They're going to keep doing because, oh, you you take a man, a man back after he cheated. He going to keep cheating because you ain't never you he's did not put wait. your foot down. Yeah, he's going to wait. Oh, like yeah, if he wait. cheated the first three months after he cheated are going to be like heaven. Because and then once you get comfortable again and forget, he'll do it again. again. Number 10, stop dating people for your potential, for their potential. Excuse me. Stop dating people for their potential. You know, sometimes we continue dating someone because we believe they'll be a great partner one day, whether that's. When they're less stressed out or when they finally get a job or when they learn to be less defensive. Some psychologists refer to this as creating fantasy bonds. You don't have the magic wand to fix anyone. Chances are if someone has been that way for the past 30 years, you won't change them. Experience the relationship now, not in the future. 
I am guilty of this. Yeah, a lot of women are. You know what's so crazy? One of my girls that, um, she's a business partner of mine. She actually just went on TikTok and said this. She's like, stop falling for the guy that has potential. If you can't, if you don't like the person that they are right now, then don't even invest any more time in it. Stop falling for the guy that has the potential. And it's totally true because mm-hmm. women, as women, we see what the man could be. Oh, well, he has dreams. Oh, well, he's doing. But does he have it now? What does he have right now? What does he have right it, now? Well, exactly. Exactly. Like, forget about, I can't, oh, like, well, if I'm, it's like when you, it's when you're like, oh, I could afford this if I make this mo- amount of money. Like, I'm a bartender. So it's like, I'm not going to go buy something. It's like, oh, well, if I make this much of m- m- money. You can't do that. So when you're with somebody, well, once he stops doing this, we'll get along better. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. He could be like that forever. Exactly. And I, and number, number 11, sharpen your communication skills. Enhanced communication should be one of the major different. No, I skipped. No, I'm good. I'm sorry. I apologize. Number 11, sharpen your communication skills. Enhanced communication should be one major difference between dating in your 20s and dating in your 30s. Uh, Jackson says effective communication can help eliminate assumptions and ensure you ha- you and your dates are in the same page. Practice fully expressing your thoughts. A hundred percent. Yeah, I said this. Yes, I, I, Yeah, that's why me and the dude, we flow. I could see myself being in a relationship with him somewhere down the line, but that's not... Me too. He doesn't want a relationship and maybe I'm a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12, <laughs> be open. Make sure you aren't approaching dating with a closed mind. Jackson says some people can get so hung up on finding someone who fits their predetermined type that they miss out on an ideal mate. Don't limit your dating pool with a bunch of superficial requirements such as tall and handsome. You know what? I might be guilty of this because I have my dating apps filtered to the T. Oh, see? So you're a little too picky. You know what's crazy? I had dinner with my friends last night and, um, you know, we were catching up. We haven't seen each other in like a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were asking me and I was telling them and I was telling them about the dude. They're like, wait, but is he tall? And I was like, no. They're like, when are you finally going to get a tall one? I'm like, I, I mean, I like tall, but that's just, the, you know, that's know, not what's been coming across. I would love, you know, I, tall isn't everything, but I've never had I a love tall, tall boyfriend. I love tall. I love a beard. Mm-hmm. Like, but, you know, tall is, you know, I haven't been lucky enough to find anybody over like 5'8". So it's like... Damn, number 13, I feel attacked. <laughs> number 13 is. Don't rely solely on dating apps. While dating apps are a formidable source of meeting new people, Jackson says you you can't be afraid to step away from your comfort zone. Date outside of your box. Attend social gatherings and be willing to meet people in different environments. She even suggests trying blind dates. Your future partner may not be on an app. I am not going to lie. I did delete a bunch of apps a few months ago and then recently activated them again. Well, I told you, we need to start going out because... You did say that. I've met so many... I've met so many guys. I haven't given them all my number. Like, they don't all have my number. Um, I give most my Instagram because I find out later that they're a little bit crazy. But, um, you, yeah, I've had more luck finding people organically, in person, being out somewhere than... On dating apps. Okay. 
All right, so I'll delete the dating apps. Well, you kind of get that, to feel how they are off first resolution. impression. Yeah, like first impression, you get to meet them, you feel the vibe, and women, what did we say on Tinderella? Like, women know within like the first 15, 30 minutes if they either want to see you again or they don't. Exactly. Like, women know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you have that first encounter organically, if you meet somebody at the bar, meet somebody wherever, a party, mutual friends, whatever, you kind of know based off, the, off of that conversation in person, like, oh, this person like really dope that's how I felt I don't even know what to call him the situation ship that's how I feel about that yeah that's how I feel about him like we the first day we met we were chilling till five in the morning literally just talking and it was such a great conversation and I left and I was like dang I would like to see this guy again like he's really he was really dope he didn't try to sleep with me he didn't try to like do anything we made out a little bit but it was like he didn't try to take that that physical yeah. thing farther than w what it was at the moment. And he kept up conversation and he was listening to the music that I had playing in my car. And, you know, it, it was it was very dope. Hence why me and him are here three months later. OK, <clears throat> forget the gender roles. Number 14, according to Jackson, gender roles and gender rules are a major source of playing games in dating. If you're caught up in who should do what, it can cause you to try to manipulate the situation in the other person. Dating becomes a competition where both people lose. I get that, but I also, a part of me doesn't agree because I've seen both sides. I don't like when I see women doing everything. It's like, oh, there's no gender rules. I get that, but you're now, you're, now you're not being independent. You're just being a, a pendeja. We're because, in 2022. Because if you're cooking, he should be doing the dishes. If you're cleaning... He could go grocery shopping, like half and half, where it's like, no, like, the, it's his house. The king should just relax. That's where I feel like you're take, getting taken advantage of. Well, I have a question. So, like, let's say, let's say, for lack of argument, the dude that I'm seeing right now, let's say we were in a situation where we got into a relationship, we were living together, mm -hmm. and... Financially, he puts out all the time. Financially. Like, he pays for everything. He pays for everything now, which okay. I've never asked. Like, there was one time I had my own tab, and he even offered to pay my tab when it came, but they had already, like, charged my card, and mm -hmm. he was like, oh, why didn't you just... And, like, whatever. It was, it mm -hmm. was like, 17 bucks. But he wanted to pay for it. Yeah. So it's like in a situation like that, if a man is financially putting out all the time and you literally don't have to ever pay for anything, like, how would you... Like, how would that work I in, get in, that, that. in that aspect? Like, would I, you take that woman role and do everything I, in the house? If I wasn't working. If I'm not working okay, and I, I'm home, I agree. If I'm not working, if I don't have a job and I'm home all day, whether I have kids or not, because if your kids go to school from 7 to 3, you're still by yourself. Kids are a full-time job, and it's the hardest job. I'm not yeah. taking that away. But if your kids are old enough where they're in school so you don't have them the whole day, you have from 7 to yes, that's your responsibility. That's different. When when you're when he's taking care of everything financially and he's working and you're not working, that's where it changes. But, but if you're a working woman, if you're a working you still woman, think it should be half and half. I would I would be like you know what even though I he takes care of everything financially I still work and I still need help around the house. Maybe not as much if you feel com if you don't if you don't feel comfortable asking him as much because he does pay the your paycheck basically you save but it you to yourself at, at, the, at, at the same time you shouldn't have to ask because if you're sharing and this is you the should problem. you make your demands when you first move in listen well, I know you're financially taking everything I'm gonna take good care of you I'm gonna but have not just cook, that cook meal every night but I'm I'm working too 
But not so, even that. I mean, just because I went through this with my ex, he thought that I should take care of everything in the house. Like cleaning, cooking, doing the laundry, everything. Working. Right, but I also work and it's like, he's like, oh, but, you know, you're home in the middle of the day. And it's like, yes, but I also am an entrepreneur. I have a part-time job, but I also am a business owner. And it's like, we I shouldn't have to ask you to do things that you should want to do because you live in your own home. If you were a single man living in your own apartment, are you going to let your house get dirty or you're not going to clean or you're not going to cook yourself dinner? In that situation, I would have told you if you had asked me about this. You're home, you're home in the middle of the day five days a week. But I, I was doing stuff. He would constantly tell me I wasn't. I was, I was going to say two of those days, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, take the, your middle break of the day to clean and everything. And then Monday, Wednesday, no, and Fridays. This is a narcissist. I did all of that. Oh, Every then. single day I had, when I would come home at 8.15 from my morning shift, I would come do the dishes. I would put laundry in. I would sweep the floor. I would work on my business a little bit. I would take care of the dogs. I would do a little something every single day. But it's like, dude, it's I have a three-bedroom house. Like, okay. Like, there's only so much I can do in a five-hour period. I have to eat. I have to work on my business. I have to contact clients. I have to do this. So, yeah, I would do dishes and put a load of laundry in, sweep the floor. I would do things in between, but I can't do everything every single day in my five-hour little window. Like, he wanted me to clean the house, have dinner ready and everything. And I'm like, dude, you get home from work earlier than I do. Yeah. No, I, I he was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So the last one, let's wrap this up. Number 15, remember th remember that dating isn't always about getting married. Sometimes, especially with the pressure you may feel in your 30s, you can want to be in love so badly that you create it in places it doesn't exist. It would be a beautiful thing to find, uh, find the one and get married, but it doesn't always happen. Uh, Mayo says he mentions being careful to avoid setting yourself up for disappointment. The process may take longer than you'd like. Or not go as you hope. Don't adopt the marriage or bust mindset. Allow dating to continue being fun, a fun learning experience. For someone like me, I've been date, I've been single for five years. I haven't even been on a date in like three. I'm going to start dating just to date with no purpose, which I used to do a lot when I was younger. When I probably should have had, should have enjoyed it for the dating, for the purpose. But I was worried about finding a husband. So I think that is. I will tell you now. At 33 years old, I am okay if I don't get married because at the end of the day, I'm looking for the connection that I have with my significant other. And if you can't, I've realized you can't have marriage in, in your head. Like some men will give you the commitment that you're looking for, but just don't want the marriage part because let's face it, sometimes, a lot of times things don't work out. It's just very, it's much easier and cost effective if you just have that that option to just break up and just go your separate ways and not have to pay for lawyers and have to go through all this. Cause sometimes breakups are nasty and think about it being married. And then you have to worry about if you have kids stuff with the kids and then splitting everything half and like, Oh, she's going to take this. He's going to take this. Like, and then it just drags the breakup for years when you have to go to court and do this with a divorce. And I'm okay with not, if I don't get married, I actually like my last name. So I, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't want, I have no intention on changing my last name. If I get married, sorry, future husband, if you're out there, but I just don't. So I feel better about dating in my thirties now after reading that. And after discussing all this today, how about you? No, I, yeah, I feel better. I just, where the 30 somethings, where you at? With no kids. Where you at? 
Cause let us know I mean. when. Let us know after you after you're finished listening to this or watching this. Let us know what you think. Uh, DM us at the Chicas Project podcast on Instagram and on Facebook, and let us know. Yes. Well, girl, girl, it's time to wrap up. Thank you so much. A shout out to Ming, who's here today. We're going to see Ming this season. And for everyone, follow us, like I said, at the Chica's Project podcast on Instagram. And we're on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Google, SoundCloud. We're YouTube. everywhere. YouTube. Bye.